It's Thursday, March 11th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Duval Motor Company. And now, a guy who shot a birdie, two eagles, and a duck this afternoon, J.P. Shadrick. <laughs> I can't. Who did that, Joe? Who had that line? George Carlin. Oh, of course. <laughs> Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. My name's J.P. Shadrick, and we have a program for you today. Here's what's coming up on said program. Urban Meyer and Trent Volke reaction. The head coach and the GM both spoke with the media this week. And out of those availabilities, we found out that the offensive line could remain intact this year. The defense is a bit of a rebuild, though, starting up front, the back end as well. They're looking for playmakers on offense, aren't we all? And we'll go around the National Football League. With us in person today is Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman and Logs. It is good to see you, man. What's up? It's good to be seen. That's like the, the, the best right. line. That means you're uh, you're above ground. It's good. It's all good. <laughs> yes. No doubt. A lot going on. I mean, we're a week away, inside a week away from the start of the league year and free agency. The, they finally figured out what the salary cap's going to be, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of moving parts. We called it the the hot stove of the offseason. That's a baseball term, but it's the same idea in the NFL. This is the time of year where everybody's either getting cut or re-signed or free agency's about to begin, and finally big offseason news is here. Finally, Logs. Oh, I mean, look, it's, uh, <laughs> it's about time we get there, you know, because sometimes it seems like you're never going to get to free agency. Uh, I'm glad that the league came out and, and finally – stop messing around and try and figure out exactly what the salary cap is going to be. And now teams can start making decisions. And now you're starting to see movement. And, and the reason I say that is because this team doesn't need to do the movement, but the movement affects them and yes. what their ability as far as bringing the movement in. So, uh, so I mean, that, that's good. And I, and I think that there's been a lot of evaluation on some players that Maybe they were hoping to get, and then with the tags that have been announced so far, there's probably a little bit of disappointment on some guys that are not going to be available. And that's part of it. Leonard Williams. <laughs> right. And, and <laughs> wink, wink. <Yes. laughs> I sure would have liked to have had him. It would have been nice. <laughs> so, so that's good. I mean, it's a good time of year, and it's a fun time of year because, you know what, here, here, here's a, I was just talking to James coming in. You yep. know James. James yeah. Security, yep. Yep, James uh, works the front desk, and, and uh, it's always good to talk to James. And, and he was asking me, you know, what do you think about this team and what, what's the first thing that they're going to be doing? And my opinion is, is that this is such a young roster that you're going to get better in the next couple weeks in free agency, and you need to. You need to address your roster to get some, some proven playmaking ability because the draft is great, no doubt. But this is going to be a buyer's market for people that do have money to spend, which this team is going to be one of them. And this team needs proven playmakers to go along with this young roster to help this young roster grow. So, busy week here in Jacksonville, of course. Urban Meyer spoke with the media on Tuesday. And then, actually on Wednesday, sat down with the Jags business staff in the stadium for a discussion about his history, his family, coaching tenants. It was really a, a cool thing for the business side to be able to interact a lot with with Urban Meyer yesterday. And then uh, Trent Baalke spoke in a video conference yesterday 
as well. Let's start, though, from Urban Meyer's press conference on Tuesday. It is a different feeling setup this year between personnel and the coaching staff. So you have great respect for the ones that dive deep. I, you know, it's, it's not recruiting, and I, I understand the difference, but um, free agency to me is a labor-intensive uh, proposition. That means that the hardest working, the deepest digging staffs, a lot like recruiting, uh, they get the best players. Ultimately, the tight end coach is responsible for who walks in that room. And he's going to utilize every resource. And that's called scouts. That's called scouting directors. That's called a general manager. It's called a head coach and coordinator. And they're going to do a deep dive. It's also called Zoom calls and finding out as much as he can about that person walking in his, his unit room. So that's the way we go about a business. Ultimately, it's position, position coach is going to have a heavy hand on who comes in there. Yet Trent and his staff, obviously, are the number one resource we use. So it's a different feeling setup than what a lot of times happens in the NFL. That logs feels like a college recruiting setup where the position coach really leads the way. It feels like I wouldn't say it's like a so much like a college setup, but it's different, and it's certainly different than what has been around this stadium for many years. And what I mean by that is that Urban's talking about the tight ends coach will determine who is in that room and that the scouts are going to be resources and that they're going to be doing a deep dive into, obviously, the, the decision-making process and into the personnel to be able to come to that conclusion. In years past, for the most part around here, it's been personnel going, here's your guys, coaches, and go ahead and coach them up. Right. And, uh, you know, even though if you're – Making chicken salad, well, we just gave you pork. Make it work. I mean, so I think this is kind of – it's it's interesting and it's a little bit different to hear that the coach is tell, saying basically that the position coaches are going to have a lot of say-so as far as the decision-making and who comes in. And, and, and I kind of interpreted it from free agency and also from the draft yeah. and that the resources, the, quote, number one resource is Trent Balky and his staff. So uh, this clearly, a lot of people were kind of speculating, is Urban Meyer holding the power? And obviously this tells you that the coaching staff in Trent Baalke is, is a resource. And, mm-hmm. and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Trent Baalke is going to be a valuable person no doubt. to this organization because he's the one that's got the knowledge and, and the time and the commitment uh, more so than coaches because coaches are going to be coaching when it comes to the fall. But Trent Baalke is going to give that information to the coaches. Then they're all going to work together. But the coach is going to be the one that's going to be making that final determination on who's in that room. And I, I just find that it's, it's different. You know, it's different. And Trent Baalke is a is a proven commodity. And uh, and and here's the thing: uh, if you're a resource, you got to be spot on. And so. Even though you sit there and you say, okay, well, the coach is the one that's making the decision, but if you're getting the information from Trent Baalke and his staff, you know, well, who's really making the decision? It's kind of a, it's kind of both, but ultimately the position coach is the guy who has the ultimate say-so, and that's different than it's been here in the past. Sure, and you know, actually Urban said the other day that a new hire, a fairly new hire, Ryan Stamper, will have a voice on draft night in the draft room as well. I thought that was a really interesting, some of the quotes he had on that. Yeah, and you know, Stamper is from here in Jacksonville, went to First Coast High School 
Um, and then went to the University of Florida, played linebacker on two national championship teams, and was at Ohio State with Urban as player development. He was the assistant athletic director or associate athletic director towards the end of his time in Columbus. So he's here, director of player assessment, to make sure. Never heard that title. I, you know, I, it, the way it. Have you ever heard that title? I have not. Not in the NFL. No. No. no I mean, and, so, and essentially what. Ryan Stamper is from what Urban said is that Ryan Stamper is going to make sure that the players that we acquire are a fit and uh, a culture fit. Basically. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways to describe it. I mean, there's culturally, there's physically. I mean, all all of the above. JP, I think is is what that falls underneath of. So Ryan Stamper is going to have a tremendous amount of sway as far as how this roster is shaped. And the opinions uh, that will get shaped as far as the information that gets brought to the coaches. So Ryan's going to make sure that these are the guys that we need to have that are good for our program. They're going to have a positive impact. They're going to make those around him better. Uh, So, uh, but it's unique. I've just I've never heard that title, and I'm not I'm not saying that in a in a derogatory way. I'm saying in that I'm it's it's different. Yeah, it's just different, and and. And it could be really positive if uh, if Ryan Stamper has a great feel for for those character traits that you always look for. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just telling you, look, if you can find the Calais Campbell type guys, the the Josh Allen type of guys that are committed, that are professional, that are good people that do things the right way that are coachable. I mean, that's what you want for your program and, and also the great leaders to go along with it. No doubt about that. And we heard nothing but great things about Ryan Stamper. I haven't had a chance to meet him in person yet, but he's from here, know people that know him and, and it's um, it should be a really good hire for the Jaguars organization. Now let's hear from general manager, Trent Balky. He spoke on Wednesday, $182.5 million is the cap this year, down 8% from a year ago. And Logs, as you said a second ago, that can help the Jaguars' cause with players that might not be on the market normally now starting to flood the market. But the question for Balky the other day, yesterday, was do you, get a, do you have to spend all the money this year or are you going to plan to spread it out for the future? We figured it would be somewhere between 180 and 185, and that's what we planned on. As far as spending, uh, you know, we're we're always going to look to push the envelope and and spend to spend to the cap uh, on a three-year rolling cycle, whether you're above or below. But on over a three-year period, hoping to to spend to the cap, and uh, we have an ownership that's willing to do that, and 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 we want to do that. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna use the dollars. Uh, I, I spoke earlier about value. I think value is critical. You know, you have to get the value of the players right. And uh, you know, just like building a stock portfolio, if you if you get a bunch of overpay, you know, overpriced stocks, you buy high and sell low. Eventually, that catches up with you. So get the checkbook ready, Logs. It feels like they're going to spend some money next yeah, week. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that. But I would say that I think the impression is first the the most important informa- piece of information there is that ownership has quote just kind of I guess you could say this is uh, summarizing yes from what Trent Balky said that ownership has given them the ability to spend the cap and so they're totally okay with doing whatever it takes to build a winner 
But you don't spend to the cap just to spend to the cap. Right. Uh, look, I mean, JP, I'd love to pay you to start left tackle and give you $20 million, but you're not worth $20 million. <laughs> Probably not that good. You're not. Uh, you know, you, I'll, t- I'll sign it today. You're not even worth minimum. So we're not going to give you a franchise $20 million right. because you, you're, you stink. You're not very good at left tackle. You're right. So uh, my point is, is that you, you want to spend to the cap but you have to have justification to spend to the cap, which is where Trent Baalke's talking about value, which means you need to find the players that, that tell you you're getting what the value is. So in other words, if you're paying somebody $15 million a year, you're getting $15 million a year in performance. Yeah, return on that investment. Absolutely. And then if you're spending $5 million on another guy, and if you can get $10 million in performance yeah. – there's your value. So right. you, you, you've got to be able to make sure that you're getting a return on investment or ROI. That's a term, oh, wow. JP, that Thanks. you might understand. If you get ROI as a general manager, you're doing your job and you're doing it very well. And so you may not be spending the cap in year one. And essentially, it may take a number of years for you to spend to the cap because you're rolling dollars over, and you also have a, a young quarterback expected to be in, so that obviously impacts the team. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you have the permission from ownership to spend to the cap, I mean, you're talking about a franchise that can compete. You just need to make sure you find the guys that are valued at that dollar amount to make you compete. We have plenty ahead, and it includes the offensive line. We'll get into the Cam Robinson franchise tag, Andrew Norwell. Sounds like those guys could be around. Check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. It's a free subscription on Apple iTunes or Spotify. Give us that five-star rating as well. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit ForeverVets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags or call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. 
Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at Jaguars.com. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Not to over-dramatize this whole situation, but I can't imagine a more important time in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You got the first pick in the draft. You got an organization and an owner that wants to win in the worst way. You tell me again when in history you'll have that, a line like this. I want this team to play so fast. And fast doesn't mean 4-3-40. Fast means everything you got. Let's go. The Hunt debuts tonight. Episode 1, Chapter 1, Jaguars.com and YouTube behind the scenes with head coach Urban Meyer, GM Trent Baalke, and their respective staffs as they get ready for free agency. You can't find access like that anywhere else in coverage of the Jacksonville Jaguars, so check it out tonight. It will be archived, but it debuts at 7 o'clock this evening. That's going to be fun, Logs. Can't wait it's, to see it's, that. Uh, it's going to be really good, and uh, I, think, I think it helps. Because I, I really believe that uh, building a fan base is all about uh, building an interest. And interest is by providing good product, which is a good team on the field, and then also great access. And Urban Meyer, having uh, spent some time in the media business, is not shy That's right. about participating with some of these things. And obviously, he's not going to be uh, letting you look at their, their draft dr- uh, ranking board and saying, oh, yeah, they got Trevor Lawrence right there at number one. Look at that. You know, you're not going to see that. But, uh, look, uh, uh, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. And, uh, and uh, I really don't know if you're going to be able to get that from any other team in the National nope. Football League like this. I mean, it, that's pretty impressive. Uh, there are a few doing similar, but this is, uh, this is next-level stuff. And, and it'll be um, every it takes, so often it'll come out with I, a new I will, episode. I will say that, look, it, it takes a lot of trust. Yes, to to uh, to do something like this, and uh, and the Jaguars have uh, not to 
give them a big head or anything, but the Jaguars have some great people and some great people that can be trusted and uh, and given the access and, and be trusted with uh, the content and, and the information that's being put out. And and I think it's, it's going to be amazing for this organization and for the fan base to be able to have that kind of access. I think it's going to be tremendous. Let's get to the offensive line. Lives. Put it this way, JP. Yes. I'm going to watch it. It sounds like you are. And you know what? I will too. And all of you should as well. It's tonight at 7 <laughs> o'clock on the Jags YouTube channel. Offensive line. Big part of the uh, media conferences the other day. Cam Robinson is franchise tagged, and after the salary cap number was finalized, it's just under $14 million, the uh, tag number. Let's hear, let's hear from Urban Meyer, and uh, he likes what Cam Robinson has to offer. He has a great future. His ceiling is very high. I've studied him very much. I've spent some time with him. Uh, we feel that the way this free agency, free agency is moving is that left tackle position, as always, but even more now this year from hearing from the guys that have been in the NFL, this is a tough year for that left tackle position. And we feel just what's out there and with coaching, culture, and development, Cam, Cam has a lot of talent. So that's Urban Meyer on the Jags left tackle. It is a lot of money, just under $14 million for a year. And it uh, sounds like uh, Urban said otherwise in that press conference that they want him around here for a while, too, not just the one year. We'll, well see about also, that down the line. I think also you, you also can infer some other things there. And he says, look, you know, the way that the market is now or the way the position is now, because, look, your decision-making is always based upon – can you do better elsewhere, right? Sure. Uh, because if you can do better elsewhere, and, and I don't care if you're TB12, if you can do better than Tom Brady, you're going to go get better than Tom Brady. And I'm, there's not much better than Tom Brady. That's, I know what you mean, though, but yes. But my point being is that if you can do better, you're going to do better. And with the market, when he said they look at it, you know, they evaluated it, and you know, Trent Williams is probably going to get tagged in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot out there. The draft may not have a lot of the high-level left tackle prospects that, that they think or that they believe that they can get. And here's the other thing. Cam Robinson, I love a lot of things about Cam Robinson. Tough, he's physical, he finishes, he's got some things that he needs to fix that have been well talked about, mm -hmm. some of the footwork issues. But, uh, but he's got the things that are the most important, which is the commitment to drive and the toughness to be able to, to continue to get better. And those are the things that I think that, that Coach probably likes about Cam Robinson and obviously George Warhop likes about Cam Robinson. So, and here's the other thing. The, when you franchise tag him, it's not like you're paying him $20 million. Okay? We're not paying JP $20 million to replace Cam Robinson. Okay, We're paying him. What is it, 13? Just under 14. Yeah. Okay, 13 mm -hmm. and change or below under 14. Yep. And that's not a lot of money for a left tackle because if you had to go and pay in free agency for a guy, you're going to pay a lot more than that. And then so it gives you the opportunity, if you do not extend him for the long term, to at least to see where he ends up after another year of developing to then make a determination. And at that point, the determination that you make at that point will be where is he at and then assess where is he at compared to what's going to be available in free agency and what's going to be available in the draft next year. And it gives an opportunity for him to play in a 
most likely a new offense with a new quarterback and maybe a new situation in games. They're not trailing maybe as much, hopefully. And he's getting pass rushes all game long a lot of times when you're behind. The circumstance of the game might help the tackle position, too. Well, you hope. I mean, you hope. But, I mean, the reality is, too, is you got a, a, you're going to have a, a, a very different team this year with a first-year NFL coach with a more than likely rookie quarterback who hasn't played a down in the National Football League. And that's a, that's a lot to sit there and to, to expect them to all of a sudden change the way that the games go. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, this past year was horrendous as far as how the games went. You should be better. You should be more competitive. And I, and that, I think that's the point you're talking about. Yeah. You want them to be in a better situation where the team is more competitive in every game, which takes a little bit of that pressure off of your tackles having to pass protect because that's where they did not perform very well was in they were when they were in obvious pass protecting situations. That's where your tackles did not perform where you needed them to perform. Urban also on Tuesday said that he loves Andrew Norwell. And if you ask a lot of the, the fan base, they may not agree with that. But Norwell uh, was at Ohio State. Urban Meyer inherited him when he showed up in Columbus and said that Norwell was the, really a big piece of turning that offensive line at Ohio State into what was one of the worst in the Big Ten to the best in the Big Ten in his final few years in Columbus. He's gone on now. We know uh, he, he said some of the reasons why he thought he got that the big free agent contract here to come from Carolina when he did. And uh, he wants him a piece of the Jaguars organization. There was a report earlier in the week that the Jaguars had asked him to take a pay cut and then maybe they could deal him. But hearing Urban Meyer talk about it, Logs, it, it feels like Much Norwell is going to be around here. And the, especially the core, the interior of that offensive line, the middle three guys, he was really speaking highly of the interior guys that really formed the core. When I saw the report that uh, they were going to maybe ask him to take a pay cut or that he could be released, mm-hmm. I was going, wait a minute. He, he is, he's tough, he's physical, he's dependable. The, the majority of the, of the cap pit has passed in his contract. He's not an expensive guy at this point. Uh, would you like them to be able to take a pay cut? Yeah, you'd like everybody to take a pay cut to minimize their, their effect on the cap. Right. But the reality <laughs> is is that Andrew Norwell is a good football player, is a really good football player. And he's much like Cam Robinson in that he's been available, he's been tough, and uh, in the last two years he played exceptionally well. Now, a few years ago in the first year of his free agent contract, did he perform at the level that you expected him to perform at? No, he did not. But the last two years, there's absolutely nothing to complain about when it comes to the production or, to use Trent Baalke's term, the value of his play. So all five could be back on the offensive line. I said this before. I'm a big fan of not taking a jar off the shelf until you find a jar that's better. (laughs) So you, you, you bring all of the ones that you got back. And then you don't take them out of your roster until you find somebody better. That's the only way you get better. You don't get better by just cutting a guy and saying, well, we'll get somebody better. Or thinking you may get somebody better. It's always better to have it proven that somebody's better 
and then you make the subtraction. And then uh, on Wednesday on the Huddle Up podcast, Bucky Brooks joins us each week, each week there, Logs. And he made the point, hey, you know, especially the interior of the line, at center, Linder and those guys, especially Linder, with a rookie quarterback, let the line take care of the calls and the checks, let Linder do that, and let the quarterback just be the quarterback, at least early, until he's more comfortable to do that. So having that continuity up front – in that checks, that was a, that was the point he was making. On well, Wednesday. and he's right. Yeah, and he's right. But he, here's the other thing that you'd like to have happen. Okay, it's for Linder to stay healthy. Well, that would be a positive for all yes. the games that your rookie quarterback plays. It's been tough for him to do that because it uh, it hasn't happened very often, and so uh, you know there's there's going to be also a very important decision if Linder's back, which you expect Brandon Linder to be back. In the last couple of years, you've had a really, really strong backup yes. that you felt really good about in Tyler Shatley, who, by the way, is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. What do you do at that position? Do you know? Can you can can you bring him back too? Do you bring him back? Do you look to the future? Do you find somebody in the draft? Do you continue to to work with AJ Can as a backup center and and to continue to develop his ability to move in and play center so I mean there's a lot of things to think about and and look you never like to make decisions based on well you know we've got a guy and we really like him but you know he's got a history of not being available so we really got to get a good backup that's not where you want to be yeah right but I mean that's kind of the reality of where you are with Linder and that you have to be ready for his uh, lack of availability when he's out there though he's He's a good really football good player, player, right? He's not. He he hasn't. He's been a borderline Pro Bowl caliber caliber center, mm-hmm. okay. And uh, to to be though at that level, the consistency has to be there. The availability has to be there, and that's not what it's been for for Brandon Linder. And love him though. I mean, when he's been playing, he's been really good. But you got to be out there consistently. Let's come back in a moment. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach, Urban Meyer. He and a lot of other people want pure blazing speed on offense. We'll get his thoughts on the wide receiver position, and a little later we'll go around the National Football League. We're halfway home. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. 
Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, staying now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Why live with foot or ankle pain? If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com Offensively, we're you know I think we have some really good receivers. Uh, we're 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 not done with that room, however. You know, I just think if you've covered our teams over the years, I just. The need for speed, the, the big play opportunity was not with the Jaguars last year, and we're gonna we're searching for the big play hit at the receiver position. That's head coach Urban Meyer on Tuesday is media video conference, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. Well, he was going through. He was asked on Tuesday. You know, you've had time to evaluate the team. What do you have? What do you need? And he started with. Of course, you want to get the quarterback room right. That's number one. Then it's defensive line. Start there on defense, then go to secondary. There's a lot of work to do, it sounds like, in the secondary here, at least from his perspective. And then playmakers at wide receivers, speed, and big playability down the field. That goes hand-in-hand, though, with the quarterback position, too. It all kind of works together. But those are at least the first four things. Let's start at quarterback. And obviously, everybody's talking about the kid from Clemson. Um but, you know, the, the, the other question is, what will that room look like? That's the thing. He said, we want to get the quarterback room how we want it. Not just one guy. This is, this is a multiple different players that will be in that room together. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what that room does look like. You know, do, do you retain the guys that you currently have? Do you look at bringing in a veteran who can, quote-unquote, mentor a young Trevor Lawrence in that room? 
I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. If if you feel like that you have a great quarterback coach, which you do, you've got somebody who's very well respected in league circles, then you can get away with having that that veteran presence in the room. But you know, I, I will say this: sometimes it's even it's it's even better to, to even if you have a great coach to add that veteran mentor because. Sometimes it means more coming from a teammate than it does from a coach. It's just, it's no different than growing up as a kid and your mom and dad used to tell you, "Don't touch that, son. Don't tell just don't touch that." And you'd sit there and you go, "Yeah, mom and dad, you know, they're just being parents." And then your buddy would tell you, "Hey man, don't touch that." You know, and you'd be like, "He's probably right." You what know? are you what were you trying to touch? Logs? I'm just Okay. You never know. know if there was there's a, a lot of things that you as a kid. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> you don't touch. You don't. You don't do that. I mean, <laughs> what in the world are we talking about here? <laughs> Dude, don't touch it though. Whatever it is, keep your hands off of it, Lodge. Uh, don't go there, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, same idea. I know what you're talking about. That makes sense. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. You need a. It, that's one idea, or you know, status quo. Right. I mean, Luton was here. Gardner was here. He has some starting time. Do they fit into the mold of what they want? I don't know. In that I think room? I think it's I think it's going to be wildly interesting to see if they feel like Gardner Minshew is a fit for that room. And I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room. You know, he's a guy that felt like he should have been the starter last year. Made it known that that he was disappointed than when he wasn't. And uh, uh, at times last year, didn't want to throw the football in pregame warmups if he wasn't going to be the guy. Uh, for me, uh, that doesn't make for somebody that's going to make a room very strong for me. So, so I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where that ends up, but, uh, because you want to, I mean, not just a quarterback room, you want to make every room that you have as strong as possible because the stronger the room is, the better the performance of the room is. And I I don't care if there's only one guy playing out of that room, like the quarterback position. If it's a stronger room, you're going to get a better performance out of the individual that's playing if it's a strong room. So I think it's going to be interesting to see where they end up with a lot of rooms. I mean, the other one that uh, that I look at, JP, is running back room. And and reading Trent Baalke's press conference and and reading what he said, I think he's dead on the money. Look, look, he said, I, we appreciate what James Robinson did. And he's a great workhorse back. Yeah. He was consistent. He was great, especially where he came from being an undrafted guy. But then he added, we need to add some explosiveness to that room. You're damn right you do. <laughs> you know, and, and so when Urban's talking about the need for speed, I, I don't think he's just talking about just the wide receiver position. You, you know, get, what you want is whoever touches the ball that you hold your breath and that they could legitimately score any time that they touch the ball. That's not just limited to being somebody who wears an 80s number or a teens number. Mm -hmm. That person can wear a 40s number. That person can wear a 20s number, a 30s number. It could be a running back. It could be a tight end. It could be... Uh, a hybrid type guy sure. that plays special teams, defense, and then every now and again he plays on offense. I mean, there, there's so many different ways that you can be explosive or to gain that that quote need for speed. So I mean, you got you got to get playmakers anywhere you can get them. It, it's not just the wide receiver position 
for the quarterback. It can be any position. You know, just touching on the receiver position a little bit, though, a little bit deeper here. You know, it's going to be Chark, right? He's going into a contract year. Chenault. And Chark's got to improve. He did not have a good year last year. He was beat up. Um, body language wasn't great. I was going to say that. The quarterback play wasn't great, and obviously that impacted it a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you hope culture change, strong culture, Urban Meyer, you know, giving the players the best of the best, expecting the best of the best makes it better for DJ because he needs to be better. And then you got Colin Johnson, young guy, was his rookie year last season, and we'll we'll see what uh, he can do. Got a ways to go, here. but I mean, JP looks. He did tools. some did some impressive things last year. He's got the range. He's got. I think he he does a really good job of ga- gaining separation for a quarterback. I, I think you know you got a big wide receiver. It can be a, a quarterback's uh, best friend, and the, with the amount of separation that Colin Johnson gets, it's been impressive. So uh, I mean, so there there there's some guys that are gonna, I think, gonna get better and and give a young quarterback some some opportunities. The other guys that contributed a lot at wide receiver last year, Keelan Cole and Chris Conley, are both pending free agents. Well, and then you got well, they're pending free agents. Keelan Cole, you'd like to be able to bring back, and he's made it known that he would like to be back. Mm-hmm. And then you have Lavisca Chenault, who is uh, tough as nails, bit was beat up a little bit last year, played through it. Give him credit for that, but he's got to find a way to get healthy because if he can get healthy, then he can get better. If you if you can't get healthy, it's hard to get better. I, I look, I've, I've proven that. <laughs> when when you're beat up, you're just trying you're trying to tread water to keep your head afloat. When you're beat up, you don't get better when you're beat up and when you're hurt. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, it just it's it it's physically impossible. And so for guys like Lavisca Chenault, DJ Chark. They got to get healthy so that they can get better and so that they can get better for this offense and for this football team for a young quarterback. Curious to see what type of additions they have at wide receiver, whether they go with a veteran guy in free agency. That'll cost them a little bit of money, though. A, a guy like Samuel, who Urban knows well from the Ohio State days. He'll be 25 when the season starts, by the way, mm-hmm. from out in free agency. I, I don't think Waddle will be there in the draft at 25. He'll go earlier than that. Uh, Kadarius Tony has been mocked there a few different places. So what type of guy do you want? What type of receiver do you really want? Somebody that has that ability to, I would, for me at least, you know, go in motion, line up in the backfield, uh, that type of thing. Line well, up like, I mean, Levi- LaVisca does all that he stuff. He does. But the one thing that LaVisca doesn't do is just flat out run by people. Right. He runs over people. He runs over people. He ran by – on that one deep ball that he had this I year, think but it's not he, something that he does consistently. He can open it up straight line, I think, and, and run. But in but it's terms not of, something that he does. That's right. Look, he's, he, yeah. it doesn't look like he's Jimmy Smith, which when Jimmy Smith went his, in his heyday, and, and I think when Urban was talking about the need for speed, he said, look, we're not just looking for guys that are four, three guys. The first person that came to my mind was Jimmy Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jimmy Smith, when he was on the clock in the stopwatch, Jimmy wasn't running a four, three. But when you turned on the film, Jimmy ran by all the defensive backs. You know, how does he do that? He just he had this this extra gear that, and I don't know if it was just because he put on this football gear. All of a sudden, it gave him the energy, or it gave him 
the extra speed or with the extra weight, he was able to not lose any speed and everybody else lost a little bit. All I know is that Jimmy on the clock was never the fastest guy on the field, but when he was on the field, he seemed like he was the fastest guy all the time. And when the ball was in the air, JP, he was the fastest guy every time. (laughs) And so if you you can find guys like that, you know, absolutely. For a young quarterback that – that can see and stand in the pocket and throw it a long ways, man. If you can get a guy that can run away from people, take him every time. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football, and the reload has begun with new head coach Urban Meyer. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for 2021. Place a deposit at jaguars.com. We're back in a moment with a look around the National Football League a week. Ahead of free agency. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill. Everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Hi, this is Dr. Patrick Basil of Basil Plastic Surgery and Wellness. I'm a proud veteran of the U.S. Navy, and during my active duty time, I had the amazing privilege to serve our country and those who were wounded in combat. Helping my patients return to a normal life, I was able to provide an unparalleled level of care, which I've carried over to my own private practice today. As the official plastic surgeon of the Jaguars, I would like to wish the Jags best of luck. I invite you to visit us at patrickbasilmd.com. Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. SuperiorFenceandRail.com the best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. 
Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle wraps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. first five practice of training camp, your body's fine, your mind's fine, everything's good, but what about after practice five or after, what about after practice 15? That's when your body starts shutting down on you a little bit, your fatigue starts to take over. What does the average player, average coach do at that time? They step backwards. What do elite people do? They push right through that edge. The edge is where average stops, elite begins. And that's what I look for in my coaching staff. And free agency and then draft, that's what I'm looking for in players. That's head coach Urban Meyer on The Hunt. It debuts tonight, episode one, on the Jaguars YouTube channel and jaguars.com. 7 o'clock, it will drop. It will be archived and available as well. And a lot of behind-the-scenes access and some really good stuff there from head coach Urban Meyer, Trent Baalke involved in, and a lot of folks behind the scenes making that happen. So be sure to check it out tonight, Logs. I'll be checking it out seven o'clock uh, tonight on YouTube YouTube channel Jaguars YouTube channel. I got the uh, I got the YouTube app on my TV. I'm starting. Oh, to yeah. learn, I'm starting to learn how to do all that stuff. Welcome to the 21st century, Log. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you here. Finally. Uh, you know, look, sometimes it takes a little while. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Nobody said I was a fast learner, JP. Now here's another <laughs> but one. But I learned. You. Speaking of technology, you need to check out the official Jaguars podcast network as well, Logs. It's a free subscription. I told you, I'm already subscribed to everything you do. And Spotify and the, all these. This program archived on their logs. Jaguars reporters on Mondays. The Huddle Up podcast Wednesday. The Ozone podcast is on there as well. It went up this morning with Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football. And give us that five-star rating. You know how to give a rating on there? I do. You do? I do. I even like. Uh, I even know how to give a comment. One of the thumbs-up things on Facebook now. Oh, wow. Yeah. A like. And then, and then the heart on Instagram, which you like it. Is that a like, You double-tap right? the thing, right? Yeah. I'm, Way to go, man. I'm learning, man. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while, so you've really grown since the uh, last you know, time. When, when you know, when you can't do anything else, you know, you, you start to become a little bit more adept at social media and, uh, and the ways of the 21st century, JP. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's go around the National Football League. A lot going on around the league. And a lot going on in Kansas City on their offensive line. They've released their starting tackles, Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, and their center, Austin Ryder, is going to go to free agency. So three-fifths of the starting offensive line for the Chiefs will be different next year. I, I think they could bring back some of these guys that may be a reduced amount of pay. I think that may be part of it. Uh, Fisher, I thought I thought Eric Fisher, they gave him much, much, much too big of a contract. And I, and I thought the value wasn't there for the contract they gave him. Uh, Schwartz, the right tackle, has been hurt a lot. When he is healthy, good football player. I mean, really good football player. So somebody, if, if he gets back to being healthy, because that's a guy that uh, has played Nick before and he's tough and he had a consecutive game streaks played that was a 
long amount of time before he ended up getting hurt uh, this year. And he will provide great value for somebody at the right tackle spot. But look, uh, changes uh, is always happening, and the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm sure, will find some solutions to some of their change. The Saints have plenty of change as well. They were so far over the cap, they're having to clear out guys to make the cap numbers. Janoris Jenkins, a cornerback at WAC today. Quan Alexander, linebacker, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, uh, a little bit ago, a, few, well, a little bit ago, a couple days ago. Uh, and then they've moved salary money into bonus money for a bunch of different guys. And they're really kind of up against it here. So there's some names coming out of New Orleans that'll be out and available in the market. Well, they got a reboot. I mean, essentially, they they don't have a choice with their salary cap situation. But you know, the, the crazy thing is, the question's still out there: Who's going to play quarterback? All right, and Breeze has not announced anything yet. No, there was a report that there was an announcement pending, but that was a while ago. It hasn't I mean, I happened just, yet. I just get the feeling that that Drew Breeze is not done. And I and look, uh, it sure looked like he was done the way he walked off the, the well, Superdome field. Yeah, but the last look, time. I mean, look when you when you walk off the field and you and you, and you lost. I mean, when who looks good with that? I mean, he and he didn't play particularly well down the stretch at times. But uh, will it be the end for for Drew Brees, or does Drew Breeze watch what Tom Brady did and go, man, I, I, I can still do that? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not as old as him. Why should I stop now? Right. And and hopefully Drew Brees has saved his money, got some of that money back from all those diamonds that he bought. <laughs> what was that, like four years ago? <laughs> oh, just, God. <laughs> I, that was one of the, one of the most <laughs> bizarre yeah. stories maybe ever. That was a strange that a That an NFL quarterback is going to invest in diamonds and trust somebody on their word – and, yeah, I'm going to buy all these diamonds. I'm going to make a lot of money. And then you find out that the diamonds that you paid for, you were paying full freight. Well, what are you doing? I don't know. We've all made mistakes. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Can't JP, but, I mean, that was. But, yeah, it was a weird one. I'll say that. How many millions of a while a mistake was that? Anyway, so a strange anyway. thing, but it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Drew Brees in New Orleans and, and what happens with the Saints if Drew Brees does not play. Right. What are they going to do at quarterback? That's a great question. Um, let's go, speaking of quarterback, North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance will not run the 40 at his pro day logs. He said, look at the GPS. The national title game a couple years ago, he ran for a 44-yard touchdown in that game, and GPS that he had on clocked him at 21 and a half miles an hour. That would have ranked 12th in the NFL last season among ball carriers and tops among quarterbacks. Pretty so. Good. You talk about game speed, talk about Jimmy Smith game speed, you can actually see that statistically now on GPS. Uh, which I, I think it's amazing. I mean, you've got a quarterback that can run 21 miles an hour. I mean, it, that's a, that's insane. I would love to know what some of the other quarterbacks in the National Football League, namely the one in Baltimore, how fast he has run before. Yeah, right. Because uh, he is electric. Right. According to this, it would have been most among quarterbacks, so it wouldn't have been this fast. But – Right. I still want a quarterback that can throw the ball instead of run fast. <laughs> yeah, okay? Right. Okay, because the, the job description of the quarterback is to get the ball into the hands of multiple guys that run fast and that uh, those guys can also take the pain and, and abuse a lot better than one person that plays quarterback. Speaking of 
that, guys who can get the ball in the hands of other playmakers and guys that are making a lot of money doing that, Dak Prescott, four years, $160 million deal. Jerry Jones paid less for the Dallas Cowboys franchise in 1989. He paid $140 million to buy the Cowboys. Isn't that crazy? And the franchise is now worth $5.5 billion, with a B, dollars, by the way. And he said in the press conference, Jerry Jones said, if anyone has ever taken advantage of me financially, I'm proud it's the one next to me. And he pointed to Prescott right there. <laughs> He's going to get $75 million paid out in the first year it, alone. It, literally, the contract dwarfs any other, quarter, any other contract in the history of the NFL. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is vastly underpaid. Tom Brady is grossly underpaid. Everybody else now, when you look at the Dak Prescott contract, is underpaid. Or do you say that Dak Prescott is overpaid? Because Dak Prescott held all the cards in the negotiations with the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys have nobody to blame but themselves because they continued to use the franchise tag instead of striking the deal early on, which they could have done at a much cheaper rate. And so that's that's the part. You know, that as a, as a franchise, you – you want players to prove their worth. But at the same token, you'd like to kind of be ahead of the game a little bit and pay them before they prove their worth because then you get value. When they prove their worth and you have to pay them and then multiple times franchise them, guess what? The player is getting paid more than their value, as in the case with Dak Prescott. What is the way to live up to that contract? Win Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. Yeah, right? I mean, That's for that it. kind of money, you got to win Super Bowls. And if you don't win Super Bowls, he will be judged off of that. It's no different than when Andrew Norwell came in here and did not play well his first year. Monster contract, highest paid guard in the league, didn't play like the best guard in the league. Okay? Then he got judged, and many people viewed him as a disappointment. A lot of people still do, that, which is Some not fair. people still do because they never right. got over that year. That's right. Uh, the reality is, is that he's played to the level of the recent contract. Dak Prescott, though, at that level, you got to win Super Bowls. And it's been uh, tough for the, the Cowboys to find the postseason, uh, much less win in the postseason over I mean, the last 20 years. It, if you compare Dak Prescott's contract in every way, shape, or form, from the payout in the first year to the payout in the first two years, the guaranteed money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it is by far the richest contract that there is in the National Football League. And you're talking about a quarterback who hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, who, oh, by the way, last year had a major injury. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so it's incredible. Uh, is that value? We'll find out, I guess, what, what that value is. Uh, I, and, and it's one of those things. You know, what, what should you have done? Should you have just let him walk? Well, they done they done did it now, Logs. He's, he's uh, there. Yeah, I know he's you're not letting him walk now because so if he if he walks now, yeah, right. he's carrying a a bag over his shoulder and he's got to have a wheelbarrow to help him carry. Yeah, it. There's a Brinks truck pulling up to his house. <laughs> I uh, a lot of money. Cornerback here. All right, that's done it for another program of Jaguars Happy Hour. Check out tomorrow on the official podcast network the Jags broadcast week in review highlights from shows and press conferences all week long. That'll be up. In the early afternoon tomorrow, Logs, great to see you actually in person. Great the to first see you, time JP, and great to be seen. Yes, it is. And we'll talk to you again soon. 
next week. Soon. Thursday. Soon. Happy hour. Soon. That's Jeff Lagerman. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Our thanks to Joe Fortunato. Blake in the back room getting it done today on the video side. And for our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shadrick. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.